Well, Andrew, um, 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 Are you eating we something? have some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just uh, chewing on a uh, Tootsie Roll uh, while I talk to you. Sorry. <laughs> num, num, num. I couldn't. I thought I thought I'd be able to get away. I thought I'd be able to get away with it, but uh, you know, here we are. Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele, and I'm Andrew Miller, and welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Nope, not for you. Just pushing you, pushing you off the mortal coil, Andrew. Uh, not you, but the people who are, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. listening listening to this and have more than one friend. Just just give them a, a slight nudge, you know what I mean, yeah. into uh, into the vast expanse, you know polite little way to say stop listening get into that vast expanse that pete's talking about probably the most probably the most polite way i can ask you to stop listening is me talking about shoving you off the mortal coil know what i mean yeah uh it's the best way to start a podcast too is to tell people to stop listening um but not everybody we want those Mm -hmm. of you who have one friend you know all those people who are supposed to be here we want you to keep listening so um welcome yeah of course you're in the right place yeah they're in the wrong place Right, right. <laughs> it's not your fault; it's their fault. All right, sorry to get, sorry to you know have that. Up and it's front. not our fault either, Andrew. Right, I think no. it's, I think it's very important to clear that up right. too. True, true. Okay, sorry everyone. With the one blame friend. solely rests on the uh, shoulders of people who have more than one friend. Right. Which is, I yeah. mean, what more can I say about that? You guys know what we're talking about. Kind of an awkward way to start, but uh, now that that's out of the way, now we can just you know let loose here and talk. But about... it had to happen, Andrew. Right. We could talk. It's awkward, but it had to happen. We can finally talk about board games, talk about two-player board games, and we can talk about Phew. this game, which is called Great Plains. Right, Pete? Great Plains, Andrew. And are these planes truly great? Great Tune Plains. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> that's uh, my um, uh, Doc Brown, right? That's your uh, Doc Brown. Great mm-hmm. Plains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh, huh. That uh, guy, what, you ever think about, I, I saw an interview with that, uh, what's that guy? That was guy's? my Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Right? Yeah, he's, I mean, bless him, because, like, I feel like any time he gets noticed in public, everybody wants to hear him say, Great Scott, you know? And it's just, uh, hmm. can you imagine? I mean, actually, I'd take it. I'd take it. For yeah, sure. a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of guys named Scott, they're like, right. hey, my name's Scott. And he's like, uh-huh. And they're, like, looking at him like, huh? Huh? You can go ahead and say it, you know? He could make a killing on Cameo. I don't know if he's on there, but uh, man, oh, it's just he could just copy and paste Great Scott and make a fortune. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think? We we, we could probably hop on there, you know. <laughs> I'll say Great Scott for for money on. I'll say Great Scott. I'll do my Marty McFly impression on there uh, for uh, any amount of money. A <laughs> 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 doc, you know. Uh, let's talk about this game of Great Plains. What is this game here? Uh, and you know what? Uh, it's not Back to the Future themed. It's uh, about animals and stuff. So let, let's... Why don't we sum this up in one sentence, Pete? Okay. One sentence explanations. So, Andrew, your sentence, of course, is it's about animals and stuff. That's it? <laughs> Close, actually. Um, the game is about animals and stuff? No, my sentence is... Uh, Great Plains is the game of snakes versus foxes that use 
cave paintings to fight each other or something? Question mark. That's my sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know that that's, that might need some work before it hits the, you know, yeah. the market. Well, you know. It might not be the blurb for the box necessarily. All right, Mr. Smarty Pants, what's your catchy blurb then? All righty. My one sentence um, summary of the game of Great Plains is over the mountains and through the plains. It's, uh, I didn't, I actually didn't think of one, Andrew. Give me one second. I thought I'd be able to get one. <laughs> I thought I rolled oh, the dice yes. on that one. And I'll tell you what, I got halfway there. I did that get halfway so there. You got it. You got to admit, Andrew. Um, oh, here we go. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Over the mountains and through the plains to grandma's uh, house. Your uh, your grandma's house I, ta- I take. Uh, okay, not bad. That, I think mine was even better than that. I, I'm so glad that you did not write one down because one time that happened, I did not write one down for one of these, and uh, mm-hmm. I felt like a big idiot. And now we're even, so uh, great. Good job. Yeah, you were you were a huge idiot for not doing it that one time, but uh, mine not so bad. This time not so bad, Andrew. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was everybody <laughs> at home is loving it. Uh, let's <laughs> let's give. I mean, a... I peeled. I, let me just let me put it this way: I shot from the hip, and I pretty much got a direct hit on. Uh, you know. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Critical. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about this game in a little bit more detail. It's called Great Plains, and it's. Uh, uh, it's a no luck game. It's all strategy. It kind of reminds me of an older yeah. a- abstract type of game. But you have uh, orange meeples versus blue meeples, and um, mm-hmm. you're trying to. It's a it's a game of territory. You're trying to score the most points by right. taking over the most territory on the board. Right. Set in um, the Great Plains, if you will. It's almost like a sub-Saharan Africa, sav- you know, um, savanna type Great Plains. Oh, there are mountains. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, those are the greatest planes. It's the largest. I guess area you're right. Of yeah. Like bio, biodiversity. Well, see, know, I I am. Um, uh, I got snakes say, and foxes and stuff like. That. I'm just a dumb American over here because I hear Great Plains and I think you know the American like Midwest kind of thing, Great Plains, and uh, I was like, oh, there's no buffalo or any. This this makes a little bit more sense now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean that might be true too. I don't know. I I, uh, I mean so. Basically, the two sides in this are represented. One is represented by fox meeples, Anna meeples, and the other side is represented by blue snake Anna meeples. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think there are definitely African foxes and, and certainly snakes as well yeah. in Savannah, but there are probably foxes and snakes in the American Great Plains, too. Maybe that's one of the beautiful well, you know, parts of this game, Andrew, is it's it's universal. This game involves bears. I'm not sure that there are too many bears in Africa. Oh, I might be wrong, though. Uh, that's a good point. That's mm. a good point. Oh, and eagles. Yeah. No, there's definitely, there's, got, there's eagles. You know? There's eagles. I, you're thinking bald There's definitely eagles. eagles in Africa, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, and horses. There's definitely ho- probably horses in both places. Well, who Well, horses cares, were not... Andrew? Okay, horses are not native... Uh, horses are not native to North America, actually. But they were brought by uh, European people. For real? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. I did not know that. That's true. And so if you see wild horses in North America, they were like... They're the descendants of, like, horses that came wild over on... horses... They're like horses that came over are on... Are not uh, native to North America. I did not know that, Andrew. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. The, the horses well, came over with the day. Europeans, and then somehow they like escaped into the wild and and uh, 
now their kids are out there living, you know? Interesting. Um, I would have thought that they were such a part of, um, you know, Native American life uh, in, in my mind that they right. were native to the no. Americas. But, um, no. well, fair enough. Well, Andrew, um, I, you know, looking from your history book that is uh, like white European centric uh, <laughs> digest, you know, daily or whatever. And it's like, actually, there was no civilization here before uh Amerigo Vespucci. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I believe you, though. No, I believe you. Um, you're just currently a, re- you know, you're currently doing this podcast from the I from think... the top of a Christopher Columbus statue that you That's are, right. you know, um, guarding. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Get away, hippies. Um, anyway, what I was <laughs> saying, uh, what I'm trying to say is that I think maybe that the theme is kind of ambiguous. You're not really supposed to be able to tell, yeah. you know, what part of yeah, the world. Fair like, it doesn't really matter. Maybe that's why they called it just Great Plains, Andrew. But right. the bottom line is uh, you have uh, seven uh, boards, seven um, hexagonal pieces that yeah. combine to be to make one big board. So they're very modular and they are printed on both sides. So they're even more modular for a tons of variety. You, you can shuffle them up every game and then lay them out. Right. every which way and and so i mean it's just tons of tons of variety um at the beginning of each game to set up the board and then the board is divided into um a few different types of hexes um mm-hmm. that are present all over the board you know what i mean like each 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 miniature board is then divided into a certain number of hexes uh, a certain number of spots basically and um, and those spots, those spaces, can either be part of a mountain chain. They can be part of um, the plains, and they can be part of the grasslands. I believe is the is is how they, they oh, phrase it, right? Andrew. But the oh. bottom line is it's 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 one of those three things basically. Right. And um, and what you want to do is what really matters um, at the end of the game is the person who has the most animeeples, there can only be one animeeple in each space, the person who has the most animeeples on just on the plain spots, the yellow grass spots, basically, wins that area, that yellow plains area, um, and uh, gets points from that. And, and the mountain spots and the green grass spots don't matter at all. Right. Um, those are just spots that play into the the placement of your animeeples um, as you play the game. But at the end of the game, it's all that really matters are those yellow spaces and who has the most on them. And, and in that way, it's very like um, Carcassonne we were talking about. Yeah. Specifically, um, you know, how you can, whether it be a city or a field, it, you keep placing people in them and then you connect them well, and the person who has, if you have the most um, meeples in a in a specific spot, you're the only one that that scores for that. So it's 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 similar right. to that. Right. So if your opponent has two uh, meeples in the plane and you have three, you're going to score all the points for the whole thing. So it's kind of like a little bit exactly. of exactly. It's almost it's almost like they didn't even they weren't even there. They at weren't all, even basically. there, right? You get yeah. It all. Now the exactly, way you exactly. the way you go about this is you start placing them. You, you start off with three caves on the board. You get to pick at the beginning, and then you start placing your little right. animeeples uh, first, uh, right uh, right next to one of your caves, and then you have to place mm-hmm. your remaining ones in uh, spaces adjacent to meeples that you've already placed. 
with a few exceptions. You can pick up some little uh, mm-hmm. tokens of, they look like cave paintings of, uh, there's like a bear, mm-hmm. a horse, and an eagle, right. right? And those will give you special abilities. Like the horse, you can actually skip a space and go two spaces in front to place your next one. And the eagle, mm-hmm. you can uh, jump over a mountain because you can't place them on the mountains. You can jump over a mountain and place right. your next one across a mountain. Well, I think you technically fly over the mountain since it's oh, an eagle. Oh, good point. Yes. I don't know. If, I don't know. The eagles are necessarily known for their jumping skills well, per se. Their ver- their vertical, uh, you know, vertical Pete, leap uh, yeah. on the at the combine. An eagle reaching up, you know, jumping straight up and slapping the NFL and, and NBA combine. Uh, right. Machine or whatever, you know that thing where you, yeah, you hit it with your hand and the the different pieces spin around and it shows where you reach. Anyway, the tallest one you um, can reach. But, uh, uh, so you, but, you know, you famous. Fly, you fly over, and e- eagle doing the tires drill and eagle doing the uh, forty. You know, right? Forty forty yard sprint or whatever. You know, um, you're just not familiar. It's you're just not familiar wings. because uh, jumping. Great jumping eagles are not native to North America. I don't know if you knew that, but they are. Oh, that's what it is. That's funny. Another... Mm, it's funny that you have that perspective, actually. Yeah. But, um, right. you know. uh, um, and which one did I not but say? Oh, anyway, the, Andrew. The bear. The bear is the one that I did not say. That one is That one is probably, we use that one the most, I think. It's when you can, if you're uh, next yeah. to your opponent, you can use the bear to push the opponent meeple back a space, and you take over the space with your new meeple. And if you right. push them, if the space behind them happens to be a mountain or something like that, you can push them into it, and their meeple gets banished out of the out of the game. They explode. They get banished. Yeah, they disappear off the board, which is pretty great. And, or if they get pushed off the board um, right. by by that sumo move or whatever, and out of out of the sumo ring, quote unquote, or whatever you will, uh, uh, represented by the edge of the board, then they also, you know, so, are disappear. Hence, just like I was asking everyone who has. Um, more than one friend to do at the beginning uh, oh. the episode andrew that's see that's where that now, came in. now 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 who's sense. dumb now that's sense. that's what makes it uh, anyway andrew that's right so basically that and you pick those up by by putting one of your animeeples one of your they you're you're supposed to be one of, uh, of a certain tribe either you're part of the snake tribe or you're part of the fox tribe and that's represented by the animeeples um so you put one of your what they call the tribe tokens or whatever tribe your tribe uh um, pieces um, onto one of the green grass spots, and by doing that, you most likely will pick up one of those special animal power tokens that you can then use. Right. Um, and so, like, so every every terrain has a meaning, has a has a has a role to play. Mm-hmm. Even though when the scoring at the end of the game really takes into only into account the yellow spaces. The green spaces get you the animal powers that you can then use to try to, um, you know, negotiate and maneuver into um, good spots. And the mountain spots are uh, have play an extremely important role, which is to basically um, be boundaries for you. Mm-hmm. Um, not only um, for you to eventually get over to get to the other side, um, and and also to cut off the other areas and, and, uh, and make, you know, um, make, you know, when you put these boards together, every, every new game, you're going to get certain areas of yellow, um, whether it be like two spaces wide, one space wide, eight spaces wide, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, it, it also helps 
proportion the board that way. And then also, as you said, it also as a boundary is a place where you can offensively move somebody into it and zap them out of existence. So, you know, every terrain has has its use. The uh, the only way to protect uh, against that bear is to if there's another enemy meeple behind you or so that you can't bear somebody off into another meeple. So there's a little bit of defensive right. strategy in this game as well. It's like, well, you want to protect your guys to make sure that nobody can, uh, can kick you out, you know, and it all depends exactly. on, it all depends on the setup of the board because the board is different. Every game you play, like Pete said, it's very modular. You can flip them over, shuffle them around. So every game, even though it's the same rules and it's very like strategy based, like a like an old abstract game might be, it is different every time. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of variety there. Yeah, um, you mentioned um, the beginning of the game. It's, it reminds me honestly of Catan because you right you set up the board and then you both are able to just look at it the entire board and go like, well. I, you know, one by one, we're going to kind of like in a draft situation, be able to place our starting caves somewhere on here. You know what I mean? And like, what are, what is the best spot? What is the best spot that I want to start from basically? And, and that's extremely important. Just like in the beginning of like a Catan game where you're like, ah, you know, I mean, there's, there's very clearly a a best spot to place, you know, to start from, you know what I mean? And, and there's definitely some less desirable spots, et cetera. So yeah, you um, could really, and you you could really spend a ton of time, like, um, you know, pouring over like, well, if I do this, then he might do that. And I do that. I mean, if you're really smart, I guess, I guess you could really plan this out steps and moves ahead of time, but uh, I didn't necessarily do that as much, but you know, it is, it's all laid out. That's that's where I think the animal... That's where I think the animal power tokens really take it to a next step over a game like Catan, which is the it adds, just adds another layer of, um, yeah. you know, yeah. tactics basically. Um, but there's uh, no luck involved mid, with those. Game. It's, it's not like you land on a space and you and right. you roll to see which one you're going to get. You can see which ones yeah. are out there. There's there's a bear space. There's an eagle space. There's a right. horse space. So right, right. You can you can literally say you can literally in your mind say like, well, if if that's the one I want, if I want that space so bad, I can get there in X amount of turns because right. I'll be able to place another, another, you know, another token here, another tribe uh, piece here, and then after that I can place another tribe piece here, and then I'll be able to access that one, you know. And I maybe, and if I do that, even if Andrew wants it, because of where he's located, I'm going to get there first, you know what I mean? But right. then you also have to say like, but is it worth it? to put all of that time and effort just to get that one thing. So I, I think it, I think that's where it adds, you know, like you said, it's not luck, but it is just a matter of decisions they have to make. Um, and, uh, and I think that's very cool and adds in a whole nother layer of, um, I don't know, just meat on the bones of this game. Basically. I gotta say, um, I gotta say that, uh, this game, you know, we played it uh, several times. It's, uh, I don't want to give the whole thing away here, but I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. I just, for some reason, yeah. this, this the past several days, I, I kept forgetting the name of the game. I was like, what is this game called? I kept calling it, like, Prairie well, in my uh, head. I kept calling it, like, Home on the Range. I was like, what is this thing called? I had to ask you, like, once or twice. What is the game called? Great Plains. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good game, but it's just like, I, I could not remember the name for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Huh. I mean, we, it, can't, it can't all be called, uh, you know, every game can't be called... Um, mall madness or whatever like i'm trying to think of like, oh i wish <laughs> trying to think of some of the trying to yeah trying to think of some of those games from the uh 
from us growing up like the early 90s or whatever that were like, call, right. you know, it's your boyfriend on the phone. Oh, oh man. He says he likes your smile. Or, what were those? Uh, yeah, I mean, what I, was that? Uh, I remember the commercials and... Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Well, we'll have to do oh, a bonus well. episode about those games at some point, you know? We'll have to do a bonus episode about those games or whatever. But, um, uh, but regardless, I guess that kind of defeats the whole purpose of me trying to bring that up because I was trying to zing you for not remembering <laughs> the name or whatever, and I couldn't even remember the name, so... Couldn't Here remember I the name of that crow. very memorable game, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, well... Um, but Andrew, I think, uh, I think that's it. And then you just, you just go back and forth every single one of your turns. You just place one of your pieces. That's it. And if you happen to have an animal, um, power token from a previous turn, you can also use that in, and it, and it dictates, a you know, it gives you a special rule with how you place the one you're placing on that turn. So, I mean, um, kind of like go, um, it okay. is, it yeah. is about, this is, you know, this is a, a territory management and area control game and um and you place one piece at a time back and forth so it, it is the kind of thing where sometimes it might even go quick and you're just like click 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 you know what i mean like one right. person's like i'm going here and they're just like well i'm going here well i'm going here well i'm going here well i'm going here well, you know what i mean like yes um and then some turns are take a little bit longer because you have to think more. You're like, mm, well, now this is a very, this is a tough decision. You that know what is, I mean? That is very like, good. Oh, like, well, now this right. is important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you start thinking ahead where you're like, well, maybe I, maybe I should honestly go here because in the future, then I'm going to fill this area in. You know what I mean? So you can play um, this game with like a clock, that's like, the game. A ch- like a chess clock or sometimes they play go with a clock, you, could. you know? Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah, that. you really could. Right, this could be. Yeah, I could see people doing tournaments of this game. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it it it's like those games. It's you know, it's an abstract essentially, but with like a very specific um, theme applied to it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, Andrew, um, how did this game even uh, come to be? Uh, give us a little bit of a history rundown on this yeah. one. A very little bit of history. There wasn't too much to find because it is a. Uh, pretty new game just at the time of this yeah, recording this was, a... this was made in 2021 this is one of the mo- this is one of the most this is one of the newest games we've ever talked about yes uh 2021 by lookout games of course our good friends at lookout games and it's that's that i love how yes. they have the four two players real big on the bottom of the box there um i love it it's uh it's just great it's just it it's a nice signal you know what it is? It's virtue signaling, and I love it. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's saying uh-huh. we love people who have one friend. You know, that's what they're saying. Uh, so the virtue, the virtue in this case that they're right, they're signaling is only having one friend. Only having yeah. one friend mm-hmm. is the is the 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 virtue, and it's a great virtue to have. Um, anyway, uh, this game was designed by our old friends Trevor Benjamin and Brett J. Gilbert, who you may remember eager. Eagle-eared listeners may remember from uh, as the duo that brought us Mandala. So if you remember that, uh, oh, okay, yes. both of them, huh? Yeah, they they worked on that one. Of course, each of them have a bunch of other games that they've designed on their own. Uh, but as a duo, mm-hmm. they designed Mandala first, and then they, I guess, they loved it so much they were like, "Let's make a game about snakes and foxes," and so they made this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were like, well, we've done our, right. We've done our game about, um, meditation, um, supplements, you know, <laughs> right. supp- you know, uh, supplemental, me- uh, pieces of artwork that help you, you know, um, meditate and transcend reality. 
Uh, why don't we? Of course, we got to follow that up with area control on the on the Great Plains. Now, right now, both of these guys have have a lot, quite a few games to their name. Trevor Benjamin, uh, at this point, seems to be very heavily involved with the Undaunted series. Um, which ah, is yes, we've had listeners reach out and say we got to do that, and that's yeah. probably true. We should uh, two-player war game, uh, and I'm—I don't think he's. Oh boy, I didn't really actually look into this. I don't think he's one of the original designers, but he's now involved with all of the because there's a whole bunch of different versions. It's like World War II, and they have different battle scenarios going on. So um, uh-huh, uh-huh, he's involved uh-huh. with uh, updating those and giving getting new uh, new versions out, among other games. But that his his focus seems to be war games, which was interesting, I think, with this one. Now, uh, the other guy, Brett J. Gilbert, um, he's more in on the puzzle side of things. So uh, probably mm-hmm. one of the more famous now games. We're yeah, one of the more famous games he's designed is Elysium, which I understand is very popular out there. Mm. And uh, But several um, kind of fast-paced puzzle matching type of games. Uh, in fact, a lot of mm-hmm. kids' games. I think I brought this up. He designed a Gruffalo game. I think I brought this up last time we talked about this guy. Uh, Gruffalo's real big in my house, so I gotta get that game. Um, but Gruffalo, <laughs> but much more Janine Gruffalo, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, Janine Gruffalo, Mark Gruffalo. Um, That's I just gave you your ne- your next year's Halloween costume, Janine. Yeah, Mark Gruffalo, Mark, Mark and Janine Gruffalo. That's Gruffalo. How, that's what you and your wife can go as, Mark Perfect. and Janine Gruffalo. Uh, I'll get started on it now, so we'll be ready in, when Halloween it's gonna comes be, It's going to be great. Yes, it, it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> listen. It's going to be great with the uh, community of people who are Janine Gruffalo fans, Mark Gruffalo fans, and Gruffalo fans. Um, <laughs> so that that you know that yeah. overlap. It's going to, all five of those people are going to just absolutely love it, Andrew. Now, probably the most interesting part of the his, my history research was the artist on this game, uh, Clemens, yeah. Clemens Franz, uh, who yes. is from Austria. Andrew, Clemens, that's my boy. Yes, Andrew. I know Clemens you like Clemens Franz. Uh, you know I do. He also did Not the work. everybody's cup of tea, but man, right. oh, man. My, I, I just have to say, I mean, I think he's my favorite board game artist. I mean, there's so many good ones, but I just, it's who else has the portfolio of Clemens Franz? All, all my, all my favorite games, Andrew. It seems to be probably uh, one of the most uh, famous board game artists these days. Uh, I think. Yeah. Um, so he also did the work on Mandala, which these other guys did. But yeah. that's I thought when I first saw that, you know, I think, oh, and maybe this is the artist that they always work with. But I quickly realized, as you already know, Pete, that. Uh, he he really is the actually right now he's the art director for Lookout Games and does he's done almost almost mm-hmm. all the Lookout Games artwork. Um, so if right. you have if you have right. a game by Lookout Games, it's almost certainly done by him. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. Yep. Uh, including Patchwork, which we've done on this show, but there are other ones. Of course, Agricola mm-hmm. and a lot of Uve's yeah. games. Yeah. And uh, he was first discovered. Ca- Caverna, K versus Cave. We also yeah. covered that was Clemens Franz. That's yeah. right. That's right. So. A lot of the, um, or what I was going to say, he was first discovered, I think, by uh, by Lookout and Uve when uh, he just submitted, like, they had, like, a little contest, and he submitted, like, a little doodle, and they liked it, and so they asked him to, to uh, make a drawing for some other games that he was doing, they were doing, and uh, that's how he just got 
got hooked onto their wagon. And so I think he's, I think he still goes by his the username Atelier One Ninety Eight, I think, or uh, which is I think his website atelier198.com or something like that. It's like because sometimes true. you see him referred by his real name, and sometimes you see him referred to as Atelier One Ninety Eight. So right. yeah, I did. See um, that. I wonder what that word means in French. Hold on, I'm going to look that up real quick because now I'm actually I don't know I've never looked that up before, but it's it sounds it sounds almost militaristic. Uh, well, he's uh, German though, or he's Austrian. Speaks German, I guess. Um, really? But I guess right. I assume well, maybe maybe that's it. Everybody in Europe, they all they all maybe learn it's about, They know they all know a bunch of languages, unlike us. So, oh, here we go. Uh, maybe it's not French at all. Um. It means a workshop or studio, especially one used by an artist or designer. Oh, maybe this is an maybe this is an English word. Hold on. <laughs> no, it's got to be one. It's got to be one of those English words that we took from another language. It's like, uh, you know, like uh, croissant or taco. You know, well, it's all foods usually. Yeah, exactly. Um, those are strong English words. What the? I don't. What is this pronunciation? What the heck? Hold on. Now I got to look this up. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, wait, what's that? Hold on. Atelier. 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 Okay, Atelier. Interesting. Well, anyway, uh, you learn um, a I couple things it's... new every day, as I say. And you're fa- right. First and foremost, no horses in North America. <laughs> Second of all, Atelier, is, atelier. Uh, means like a, an artist or designer's studio or workroom. Interesting. So maybe that, I mean, maybe that's Adelier198. Maybe that was like the number of like his or, workspace for a while when he was younger or something like that. Or maybe it's, it, I think it's probably like deja vu, right? There's no English word that describes the feeling of deja vu, but that's a French phrase. It's like you'd have to like explain it out in English. Mm. So we just took the French phrase deja vu and we all know what that yeah. means, you know? I bet it's like that. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know. Yeah, it's probably like that. Probably like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so um, I did tons of research on the history of this game and found uh, nothing. Uh, now, of course, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, this is a brand new game at the time of this recording, so uh, I'm thinking maybe it's so new. I just I just looked up, you know, uh, interviews with these guys, all three of these guys actually, and I couldn't find anybody talking about it. I also thought maybe it's because there haven't been a ton of board game conventions recently, you know, the past couple years, as many as there used to be. Sure. I mean, this came out, um, you know, yeah. mid-COVID. I mean, right. as we record this, I mean, we're still mid-COVID. Still. Uh, sh- shoot, as you're listening to this, I guarantee, no matter how much you want to think you're not, you're still mid-COVID. You know what I mean? Like, so. Right, you're listening to this... Uh, Ten years in the future, it's still mid COVID, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's twenty it's twenty fifty, and we're still mid COVID, Andrew. I just because right because uh, because that's freedom, Andrew. I uh, all my boys want to be able to go out t- to uh, you know Bud right. Light night at uh, you know. Well, these board game conventions are usually where all these interviews happen, but uh, I couldn't find anything. But I'm I know that by the time that this comes out, of course, there will be ton- you'll Google it, and there'll be tons of interviews about Great Plains, and everybody will be like, "What is this guy talking about?" So we'll know the history. Yeah, how did Andrew not find this? There's you know, there's very clearly an article called "The History of You Know The History of Great Plains to be used on podcasts." You know what I mean, but we can um, we can surmise that these two designers had such a great time designing Mandala that they decided to get back together again, and, and they designed this one. And of course, they used trusty old Clemens Franz for their artwork because they were working with. They probably heard our episode, um, and they were like, "How come these two guys 
don't like it that much and they're like well we can do better you know what i mean they, they said <laughs> you know they said a lot of people really do like this game they were like you know um sam from staying in loves this game but these two american dummies don't don't think it's that don't think it's the best game in the world or whatever and they're like well let's sit let's meet next week and we'll make a game that's even better i'll tell you what andrew i think they did but anyway we'll get to that later um hey, yeah are, Clemens, were you about to Clemens give you Franz. were you about to give your opinion on this game no, no, no. um zip zipping up my lips okay, andrew good, in good. terms of my opinion All but right. unzipping I... yeah. unzipping my lips on the other side of my mouth where i talk about other people's opinions of this game andrew Oh, you talking about you about to review on this? Review on this. Yeah, that's right, Andrew. I got one of those um, jackets that you get from LL Bean or whatever, where it does there's two zippers and one, and you can zip it up, but you can also zip it um, up that. from the bottom too. To, I don't even know exactly why that exists. Uh, to give yourself, I, maybe it's to pee when you're hiking or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're a felt, if you're, if you got, you know, certain parts, it's to give yourself a little more room to uh, take a take a whiz. Maybe you can. What you do you can think? wear it as reason? like a. Is that cape? the reason they have? You can wear it as a cape, and it's point, just so yeah. you can wear it as a cape. Is that what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I what is thought about that? That's actually kind of cool. What are the what are the weirdos well, on the Andrew, internet have to say about uh, speaking of taking a <laughs> taking a leak, Andrew, all over the internet? Uh, let's get into some of these reviews of this game that uh, that some folks put out there, Andrew. Andrew, as we've touched upon, this is a relatively new game, so there's honestly not a ton of reviews for it. The reviews are um, very you know very much skewed towards. Uh, uh, a high total um out there uh as opposed to a low but uh in terms of uh you know score but uh, but in terms of sheer number of reviews there aren't as many as most of the games we've covered so far but never fear andrew i found some that i think we should talk about <laughs> this one andrew this person gave it a five out of ten and they said uh, Two-player line, solid design pedigree, certainly serviceable, but lacks excitement in its arc. Mm -mm, um, 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 Andrew, is this review clinical enough for you? You know what I mean? Like, um, this guy brought this guy. <laughs> this guy's writing a paper on this, you know, on this board game. Uh, the yeah, next really. time I, I hear someone mention the pedigree or the arc of a board game will be too soon, Andrew. I don't know about you, you know. In its arc, like what are they even talking about? Like it's like a what story, are they even like about, a Andrew? story Just, arc. I don't get that. Okay, the arc of the game, the meta arc of the game. It's like, come on. Just tell me if the game is good. Thanks very much. Okay, <laughs> this guy's putting the meeples in a test tube and swirling it around. And, this you was, know, yeah, this it, was written by where, Professor. Wearing a, is it? Yeah, he's in his lab. Right, he's, uh, yeah, Professor um, Hasbro or whatever, <laughs> uh, in his lab wearing lab goggles you know what i mean protective eyewear and and writing something you know latex gloves writing something in his notebook as he swirls around a, a meeple <laughs> anyway funny. uh no thanks i actually just want to have fun when i play board games so just tell me if i'm gonna have fun or not please i don't need to know about the pedigree or the art thanks very much <laughs> andrew this person gave it an eight out of ten and they said like a radically slimmed down kingdom builder andrew Kingdom mm -hmm. Builder is just some other game that's kind of similar. 
but we're actually pretty po- um, body positive on this podcast, right, Andrew? So <laughs> we're not going to just give a game a high score just because it slimmed down. Thanks. That's true. That's Thank a good you. Point. Yes, great point. Andrew and I are on record. We like thick games too, baby. That's right. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a thick game, Andrew. Just got one this week, in fact. And it's t- taking up a lot of room. I love it. Um Andrew, let's just say more cushion to be pushing my uh, tokens. What do they call? Wait, there's a word there. Um, there is a a phrase that they call uh, Euro games that like Uve um, invents specifically in those types of games, and they're called token pushers. Gosh darn it! What? Uh, I, I never heard on. of this. Cube, 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 push, cube pushers. Hold on. Define, yeah, cube pusher. Yeah, cube pusher. And because it's all about, because it's, you know, it's, um, it's all you do is you you put a bunch of cu- colored cubes out and you just push them around and they just mean oh. different things or whatever. You know what I mean? So, oh, a cube. It's anyway, like a, more, it's like sometimes I like thick yeah. games, Andrew. Like just some more cushion for the cube pushing. Okay. Moving on, great, Andrew. Great job. You, you, it came around. Thank you. You, you got it. <laughs> Look out, games. You can have that for free. Uh, all right. Eight out of ten this person gave this game, Andrew, and they said, easy to grasp. Despite my other half being exhausted from work, he got into it real quick. Andrew, I just I love the idea of a person coming home from work and being like, phew long day that really took a lot out of me and their significant other just being like okay we'll shake it off because we got a board game to play about foxes <laughs> and snakes pushing each other around on the planes you know what i mean just like <laughs> here's a you know here's a uh swanson uh, tv dinner or whatever and uh all right this person is uh sh- shove this in your gullet because i'm gonna because i because i'm gonna put my i'm gonna pick my first i'm gonna place my first cave you know i'm the guy going like okay all right this person uh, is a corporate uh, paper pusher, and they come home and they have to be a uh, a cube pusher, right? That's uh, <laughs> just pushing stuff all day. Just all it. day. They're a snore yeah, pusher no. when they're sleeping. It's just it's nonstop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andrew, um, this person gave it an eight out of ten. They said the game has great components, as you would expect from Lookout Games production. We found ourselves fidgeting the adorable player pawns frequently when thinking of our next moves. Hmm, Andrew, these folks just can't keep their hands off these snakes and fox tokens. You know what I mean? Wow, that's it's, a very... Um, they're, yeah. getting real, they're getting real handsy. We, we found ourselves fondling the meeples, you know, hey. kissing them between moves, using tongue, and I, uh, you know... Oh, you know, my hand I is hovering. I don't blame them, Andrew. My hand is hovering over the... Hover hand over the, you know, the over the alarm. snake tokens or whatever. Right. Embarrassing, you know. Oh, okay. My wife snapped a pic, snapped a pic of me hover handing my snake, my snake token, you know what I mean? Um, t- you know, Andrew, uh, this person gave it a 9 out of 10, and they said, simple and nice. Okay, Andrew, is this guy reviewing us as people? Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> simple minds, but uh, nice, you know. Very dumb, but harmless, you know. <laughs> Simple but nice, yeah. Pete Undoubtedly, Andrew. not complex people. Very simple people, but nice, you know. <laughs> this person gave it a nine out of ten, Andrew, and they and they said 
We played for two hours straight and could have easily kept playing if we hadn't had to get back to work. Mm, two hours break during work, Andrew? <laughs> they played for two hours straight and they would have kept going, but they had to go back to work. What the heck? Wow. Is this what it's like to live in Europe, Andrew? Right. You know? This is a uh, just si- like siesta kind yeah. of situation where you get like a, a siesta whole, type situation. You get a whole break where you could take a nap and all that kind of thing. You know, it's like uh, it's a good point. I said Europe, but I guess I really meant everywhere that's not the United States <laughs> or a, a country well, it, that the United States directly wrote the Constitution for after World War II or whatever. You know what I mean? Like uh, well, I think in Spain, right? Japan. They do the siesta thing. I don't know. Uh, if the, Spain, yeah, I guess they do it in other countries. Yeah. But. Uh, I know specifically well, in, Mex- yeah. Oh, maybe you're right, but uh, I know specifically oh, in Spain, they'll mm-hmm. take a big break uh, in the middle of the day, and uh, and then. Well, uh, it's yeah. very smart, I would say. Oh, yeah. it's I, I, great I, I, because when you come back from lunch, you're always really tired anyway. At, at, at I find that okay. at work, you know, I come, I eat lunch, and like the right. afternoon is like I don't feel like doing anything. You know, take a nap, yeah. and then then get your energy back. You know. Yeah, it's just interesting idea of trying to enjoy your work day. Hmm. I wonder how that works out for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I, I think it seems like it's maybe what, possibly what happens when your country more or less gives up on its imperialistic pursuits. You know what I mean? To control the entire world. You know, is that is that what happens? You know, you just stop working so hard when your when your country decides it's not going to try to control the entire world. You know, hopefully our country gets there one day, Andrew. I don't know. Good luck on that. Uh, well, the United States, uh, I'm I sure it... one day we'll, you know, we'll give up trying to be the only power in the world and definitely, definitely won't fall like the Roman empire one day, Andrew relegated to a chapter in a history book right. because well, we just couldn't stop trying to get more of everything, but good luck with that. I guess that totally did happen for Spain because they, at a certain point in history, they were trying to take over the whole world. And you know, speaking oh, of yeah. Spain, they were the ones who first, uh, brought horses to America. So really? bringing it Is that full where circle. Wild horses are from. Yeah, wild, wild, wild horses. horses. They, they take yeah, a siesta. From Spain. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if that's where they're coming from. Listen, Spain is a great word to sing in a country song like that. Spain, Spain, Spain. you know, that's good. Yeah, man, and he came from Spain. Yeah, that's a good. It rhymes with Great Plains, Spain, Great Plains, rain. Yeah, right. It's just good. The rains that fall on Spain and the Great Plains. Okay, (laughs) Andrew. you know, one of the great things of, of being part of such an imperialistic nation that tries to uh, control the entire world is are these great phones we got, Andrew. That yes. aren't they great? They do everything for. Oh, hi, hold on, oh. hold on now. Wait, um, I just got a text message on my on my phone, right? And it's and it says I'm outside. And you know who uh, it's from, Andrew? Who's it from? Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. You know, that was really polite of Dr. Fraser Crane. Nowadays, it's, it is kind of weird if you just come up and knock on somebody's door and they're not expecting you, you know. Uh, so you right, right. Gotta... Well, and uh, wait. Yeah, because they might have kids. Right. And then their dogs start barking and their kids are awake. So you got to right. text them. And... You got to text, say, hey, I'm outside. Yep. Right. Perfect. So Dr. Fraser so... Crane is here as usual, again, to help us count down the top 10 phrases that you're going to hear someone say while playing the game of, what's it called again? Great, oh, Great Plains, yes. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Number 10. Well, this is a really good prairie. Number 9. 
My planes has two streams, so one can be the toilet and the other can be the water fountain. Number eight. Home, home on the range. Number seven. You've been outfoxed, even though I'm playing as the snakes. Number six. Yeah, if you bear me, I'm just going to bear you right back, and then you may think you can horse, but actually I'm just going to eagle over and then and take it. So let's just not even start that right now. Number five. You can't use the eagle right now because Sauron would see you coming. Number four. Drop down and get your eagle on, girl. Number three. I'm surrounded by snakes, which would normally be a real problem, but I'm also a snake, you see. Number two. Bear attack. Number one. I'm pushing you into a mountain and you're disappearing like so many battle toads hitting a wall in the hoverbike level. Pew, 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 pew. Hey, everybody listening out there in podcast land. Uh, we're going to take a little quick commercial break here in the middle of our show to give you a commercial about us. Um, and I'm talking about Patreon. Now, what's Patreon? <laughs> Patreon is a place where you can go to be part of our Two Can Play That Game podcast community and also, you know, give us a little donation to say, hey, thanks for the podcast and keep up the good work, that kind of thing. Um, but Yeah, that's right. You know, as a reward for signing up, we give you all kinds of great bonus content and all kinds of other fun stuff. It's so much stuff, Pete, that I can't even keep track of it. It's all. It's just like so wow, much wow. crazy stuff. And you know what? I just want to real quick apologize and say Andrew didn't mean it when he gave it that real cocky laugh when he said, what's Patreon? <laughs> you know what I mean? He wasn't really <laughs> laughing at you uh, because we do love you out there. And and to prove it to you, if you join our Patreon, we love you so much. We're going to give you all sorts of stuff. Andrew, let's go ahead and rapid fire these levels for you, baby. The very first level, it only costs $2 a month. Come on, that's less than a cup of coffee once a month. Are you kidding me? You know, you're going to get all sorts of monthly bonus Patreon-only episodes. You're going to get private streams of us that you can look at. You're going to get access to our Discord. You're going to get entries into our grand prize pulling to be a guest. If you got the next level up, you can become a Candyland Duel playtester. That's right. We created the board game Candyland Duel, and we want you to playtest it. And you're going to also game. get more entries. It's a real game. You're also going to get more entries. You're also going to get everything from that uh, first level. Uh, you got the next level. You're getting pogs. We send you pogs that are based on episodes, inside jokes, etc. We we crank out six new pogs every month and send them to you. We mail them to you. In the mail. Um, real pogs. In the mail. Support the USPS. DeJoy can take a hike. Uh, and then, of course, you get everything else that came before it for free. Now, Andrew, if you want to go to the $69 level, well, that's wow. just funny. That's a funny number. We all love that number. And that means for that kind of money, you get to play one free monthly game night with us, you know, uh, every month. Plus, you get so many more entries in the old uh, contest bowling, and you get everything else that came before it. And heck, it's that's such a funny idea. Why don't we do it again, Andrew? There's a $420 level. That's the other funny number. Wow. And, uh, you know, you get the kind of the same thing as the 69 level. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, but if you're just too slow, you got to choose that one. Because each of those levels, there can only be one person who does it. Speaking of, there can only be one person who does it. The top of the level, the top tier, is $3,000 a month, Andrew. You're crazy to do it. But I know, I know. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, that's only the cost of, you know, uh, a thousand coffees. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Andrew... Uh, I know y'all be drinking a thousand coffees in a month. Uh, th this is the one where you are officially, canonically, our third friend. It changes the entire podcast. You know, well, uh, that's that's the level where we basically change the whole show to to include you. You know, so 
Uh, plus, obviously, you get everything else that came before it. It's insane. All this value, I mean, the value with a capital V, Andrew, can be yours, you know, from the uh, from $2 all the way up to $3,000. Come on. Who loves you, baby? That sounds great. I want to sign up. Where can I sign up, Pete? Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash two can play that game podcast. All right. That's a great, but uh, we got to get back to the show now. Okay. Love break. Oh, yeah. It's time to take a break from being great on the planes and being great with some love. We are playing a, a game of Fog of Love, and we just started it last week on the show, and we're going to continue it this week. We're playing it one card at a time here. So um, we last week we set up our characters, and yep. uh, you know if you want to check out the ongoing story of this this romance that we're building across this game, you can check it out on our Tumblr, to Can Play That Game Podcast. It's all written out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And today we get to flip over the first chapter card to see kind right. of like this how we the, met. You, this is going to start chapter one, Andrew, of yeah. this story. Um, and we flip it over, and it'll essentially be the first scene of the chapter, basically. This is what leads it off, or at least kind of sets the story going. Yes. The, the very first chapter here, Andrew. Uh, so uh, give that a flip, and let's let's put it down. Okay, let's see. Hold on. Hold on, I got it right here. Ooh. All right, so let's read this here. Uh, it says, uh-huh. ever, ever since high school, question mark? You right. were you were a lovely couple in high school. Everybody thought you were a perfect match. As you see it, did you break up at all, even for a short time? Mm, and then we both have to okay. Choose. And it's a both choose, Andrew. Yeah. So that what that means is so there's three options: A, B, and C. And you and I are going to choose. You know, either A, B, or C, we're going to take the token um, A that says A, B, or C secretly and um, put it face down. And then we're both going to flip it up and reveal at the same time and, and see what we chose, um, whether should, we both chose the same thing or whether we chose different things. So should we read these out um, loud now? Or uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's what is option A? All right. Option A says, <clears throat> of course, we broke up after high school, but it only lasted five minutes. It was good to have tried that. Now we know that we'll always stay together. So in That's this, cute. okay, yeah, in this story, we were high school sweethearts. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned that. And so this is kind of like, how yeah, we're... that is the that is the name of this entire scenario, right? right. Over overarching scenario. So that's canon. And now we're kind of like writing the rest of the story here after high school. What, mm-hmm. What's happening? Okay, B. Right, right. So now it's like the beginnings of the our current relationship. Um, and is it a that we um, that we were high school sweethearts and then we were, uh, you know, broken up for just a small amount of bit? They say like, you know, five minutes says like, um, you know, a uh, cute little way of summarizing it. But then we've always been together after that. Or is it option B uh, breakup? No, we've always stayed together. Of course, we've been apart when we're at work and sometimes when shopping. But that was it. <laughs> okay, so that so that's that scenario B, we, where we basically uh, we never right. broke up basically. Okay. Uh-huh. And option okay. C, option C, last option. Yes, we broke up. We weren't together for five years. We both had mm. several other partners, 
Now, we kissed at the reunion, and it was like it just carried on where we left off. So Brrr, Spicy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just so you know, Andrew, on the bottom of this card, here are the effects of what happens when we make our choices. If we both choose the same one, A, B, or C, uh, we get plus 10 to our satisfaction, which is um, one of the things that you keep track of during this game, basically. Uh, in most scenarios, with, you know, the most of the time, the more satisfaction you have, the better, quite frankly. Um, and um, so if we both match, we get plus 10 satisfaction. And if we don't match, we only get plus 8. So it's not crazy change either way, quite frankly, but... Just and and let's choose what we think our characters, you know, what fits our characters the best based on the trait or secret traits, which, um, you know, we we can't tell you the listeners. We'll reveal at the end of the game, basically. And you and honestly, it, a task for you is to see if you can kind of see guess what our traits are as the game goes along. You know, what I mean, based on the things that we ch- the choices that we make as we go along. But Andrew and I, our characters each have three secret traits that are kind of that only we know, and that is going to be dictating a lot of the choices that we make throughout the game. So, Andrew, I have locked my choice in, quite frankly. How about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at my traits here, and I know I know which one my character would choose. So I have locked in. Him. Yeah, I. Th- yeah, I think mine. I think mine lines up with with my character's traits too. Uh, all right, you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Reveal. Oh yeah, baby. C. We both chose C. We matched. Yes, baby. we broke up. Uh, we weren't together for five years, and then we got, and then we kissed at the reunion. It was, and it was like we, uh, oh. we just carried on where we left off. Yeah, I, I, this is this is a good one, Andrew. I think, and quite, and it, and also hooks up with my occupation, Andrew. I had to go learn how to be a chef. If if you'll remember right, correctly, sure. I am a chef with big arms, uh, or I'm I'm a chef who's big and also has mu- you know like big muscular arms, and strong arms, and also a flowery hat. So, Andrew, I'm gonna. This fits perfectly in terms of I had to go off, you know, and uh, to culinary school right. in. Russia, I'll say, um, <laughs> okay. a land known known for its food, its culinary secrets. Um, right. And uh, so that took about roughly five years or so. And also in the meantime, I got kind of swole. You know what I mean? I did a lot of lifting, right. um, <laughs> yeah. which also is something Russia is known for, being strong and tough. And right. uh, and so by the time we got back together for our reunion five years later or whatever, it's like you're taking one look at me and you're like, dang. Right. You know, I, he bought a flowery hat. That's one of my, if you'll remember, that's one of the things, that's one of the features you gave me for my character. That's right. Um, and he got so big and strong and he's a, sh- and he's a chef. You know what I mean? Um, well, he's like, he's like a swole version of the Swedish chef and it's great. Right. right with a flowery hat from Russia. I, uh, with I, a flowery hat. yeah, I saw you. I was like, man, I got to get back with this, with this guy. Uh, see, so see, here's what, uh, happened with history. me. I, after high school, I traveled around the world. I did not go to Russia. I went to like almost every other country except for Russia. But I was just traveling around. Yeah. Um, honestly, it says right on here. I had several other partners, and uh, that's kind of how I became an internet celebrity, which is my occupation. So, you know, right. just traveling okay. around, having lots of partners. If you know what I'm saying, that's um, that's if how I you became. You know what I'm saying? That's how I became an internet celebrity. Uh, and, kind uh, of a Ray J situation, Andrew. Yes, it says we both had several other partners, and right. that you know I think that fits too. Okay, cool. Well, when um, I came, and by the way, when I came to the reunion, you 
a nice icebreaker was that you happened to notice that I still had the same cell phone from high school because I. That's as, right. That as was the feature I gave your. That was one of the features I gave your character, Andrew. Was that is old cell phone. So you, I was like, well, you still have that. Say, you know, still haven't upgraded your cell phone, huh? That's no, right. No, I mean, That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So great. All right. So we are back together after a break, and uh, we'll see what happens next. We don't have time to continue this relationship here. We got to get back. Yeah, we can't. To Great Plains. We can't. Uh, when we come back, uh, you know, next week or whatever, one of us is going to uh, play our first scene into this chapter. But can't do it now, Andrew. Oh. Got to keep moving. All right. <clears throat> What's next? Huh. I don't know, Andrew. I uh, I think it's probably just whoa. Who cares what's next, Andrew? I'm saying, look out behind you. What's next is you gotta you gotta run for it. Oh, it's a bear! Bear attack. Okay, bear attack. You're being chased by a bear. Which part of this game are you throwing at it, Andrew? Bear attack. Okay. Um, by the way, bear attack is something that uh, Pete and I would say when we would play the bear token. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you always said it, but I usually said it when I played the bear token in this game. Bear attack. Yeah. Um, it's just yep. fun to say since doing this podcast. So uh, here's what I'm going to throw at this bear. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to throw some of these little animeeples at it. But okay. I'm, I'm always going to make sure that I throw at least two at a time. If I just throw one, huh. I know that the bear could just, you know, push that right out of the way. Because that's what oh, bears do. I see. That is what bears do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I need at least... They push you one space. Right. They push yeah. you one space. So if I throw one meeple, it's just going to push that meeple right out of the way. And in fact, if I, I definitely don't want to run towards a mountain because that bear will definitely definitely kill me if i'm next to a mountain yeah so yeah. he's gonna push you into the mountain and you're gonna yeah right so, so i'm always yeah. gonna throw at least two meeples at a time because if it, if there are two meeples in a line we all know that bears that's that's like a impenetrable wall for bears so bears cannot get through yeah. that so it's uh, very smart andrew and uh yeah i can't wait to watch how that plays out you just kind of standing behind two uh i would say roughly half inch tall meeples yeah. in the grass as a bear runs at you would be pretty cool. I would be recording for TikTok. Andrew, <laughs> I am. Uh, I think the obvious choice is to throw the snakes at the bear's feet, right, Andrew? Because then he might okay. be like, ah, snakes. You know what I mean? Um, a couple right. of acquaintances of, uh, of ours once um, happened to see a woman uh, reply, uh, you know, respond to a snake by going, oh, snake. Um, and that's probably uh, roughly what the bear would have said. Yeah, you're probably right. That's how bears would sound, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, if they could speak English. Andrew, but also I'm thinking maybe just throw the boards, the modular, you know, one of the seven mm. modular boards at the bear because I don't know. Okay. These these bad boys are perfect for tossing like a disc, Andrew, and I have a sneaking suspicion that I could just nail a bear right in the face with one of these things. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I'm Gambit uh, from the X-Men or whatever. Just fling one of these things right at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, Andrew, maybe... Just maybe, even if I miss the bear, they'll look down, they'll see a mountain, and they'll be like, oh, I can't cross that unless I'm an eagle. You know what I mean? So Right. Right. Good point. They'll stop and they'll go, wait, am I an eagle? And they'll go, no, I'm a bear. And they'll go, well, I can't cross that. Well, I think, 
I think either way, if we use either of our solutions, I think we're going to be safe from this mm -hmm. bear. So um, I think we're going to be pretty safe, Andrew. <sighs> yeah. Well, at least at least we're we're now we're safe from that bear. And Pete, Pete, look out behind you! What's that? Huh? It's a horse. Horse attack. Well, the same rules apply, I'd say, Andrew. And oh, yes. wait, hold on, Andrew. Well, look out behind you. In fact, but lo also look up and behind you. Up, it's up an eagle. Eagle attack. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So okay. In this segment, we're being chased by. You know what? It's the same thing, Pete. We don't need to go. We it's don't the, need to do this. It's like the, three you times. get the gag. Yeah. It's... You get the gag. Okay. Anyway, um, Andrew, we've now survived all three animals from the Great Plains. Oh wait, hold on, Andrew. Ooh, we're not done yet. Watch out. Oh, what? What? Where? Uh, because uh, what I'm seeing is, I think you did. You get your expanders out. I just got my expanders out. Oh, yes, Pete, I did just get my expanders out. I don't know why you had to be so panicked about that. Jeez, Louise, we just had like three animals attack us, and now you have to <laughs> get all worked well, up about my expanders. Well, I, I was pretty surprised, Andrew. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay, all right, good. Um, well, thanks for noticing. Uh, Andrew, in this uh, in this segment, we're going to talk about what expansion packs we think they should make for this game, Andrew. So, uh, I think... That there are a lot of good animals in here, obviously, Andrew. Mm -hmm. There's, you play as the foxes, you play as the snakes, you can get an eagle, a bear, a horse. They're all great. Right. But can we think of some more animals to add, Andrew? Ah. Why not add more? There, you know, what I mean, they're such a good part of this game. Just throw more in there. Well, and maybe, maybe what happens is you kind of like randomize the ones you have access to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you flip them face down and you shuffle them all and then and then a, a certain, you know, every game that you still pull six or whatever and there's only and there's, you know, something right. like that. Right. Yeah. Um so Andrew, one one uh, idea I have is um maybe a lion, you know what I mean? And you put the wow. token under your tribe animeeple and the opponent can't place any of their animeeples on any adjacent spot, you know, because the lion's the king, and if you get too close, they'll ah, kill you. yeah, 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 I like that. It, it has like a little border around it. Okay, mm -hmm, Here, mm -hmm. here's one for you. How about because I was thinking Great Plains, like America, so I'm thinking how about buffalo or bison? Sometimes they're called, right? Uh, uh huh. They uh -huh. can they can make a stampede, and this one you can just you can knock out a meeple. Or maybe even two. I don't know. I haven't refined these rules yet. But you can just knock it out, even whether it's against a mountain or not. It's just like, yeah, I can knock that one out because uh, it's a stampede yeah. of buffalo. Like well, uh, I'll I'll do you I'll do you one bigger, Andrew. I okay. went with elephant, and I said the elephant tramples, and it goes in a straight line right off the end of the board unless oh. it hits a mountain, and and it knocks everything off that it touches, your pieces and wow. their pieces. It just tramples in a straight line, knocks that's them all the, off. That's even bigger than than the buffalo yeah. idea. Yeah, I mean it's the largest land animal. So that's, you know th that is true. It's gotta, not, you got to go big. Hey, go did, big or go home. Did you know that elephants are not native to North America? Did you know that? That's some more of this BS. That's some more of this, you know. That's true. That's true. They're not. They're. They're not even. Whether you see them in zoos or not, okay. they're not native. Uh, okay, here's one sure. for you. How about how about a? Because uh, again, I was going planes. How about a prairie dog? A uh, prairie dog wow. can dig under, and then mm -hmm. maybe knock back. So it's kind of like a combination of a bear and a horse. You can skip a space, 
uh, but you can actually dig under somebody if they're in the way, and then you kind of like I knock like them that. back when you come up. Or maybe even you can dig under a mountain, and so then it's kind of a combination mm-hmm. of like all three of them. You know, it's like you can. Wow, I but, like that a lot, Andrew. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's just kind of the same thing, except you can knock back when you land there. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to think of theme. Yeah. Just trying to sounds add great. Theme. Yep, Andrew. How about um, goats? And they can actually stay on a mountain tile. Like in this game, you can cross mount- mountains with eagles, but otherwise, no. You know, there's never a time when your enemy, when your tribe token can stay on a mountain space. But if you ha- use the goat, it can. You know Yo, I mean? that's a good one. I like that. Right. Yes. Because then. Um, you can then like any adjacent plains tiles or like grasslands tiles that are adjacent to that mountain tile you can keep placing people at you know what i mean so yeah that it opens up some more avenues okay that expansion pack is the goat i gotta say yeah oh there we go <laughs> yep now the, uh yep <laughs> yeah the goat of all time yeah um the yeah. goat of all time yes <laughs> the goat the greatest goat. of all planes the gope the it's greatest the... of all planes <laughs> And Andrew, if you like that one, I know you're going to like this one. I crows, Andrew, because I know you hate the eagles in this game, Andrew, because it specifically it says that you fly yes. to the uh, the spot that's opposite uh, of the side of the mountain. You have to go in a straight line basically over the mountain. And you've always said, why don't they just why, why do I have to go in a straight line? Why can't I just also, you know, why can't I turn left right. or right? Well, the horse you know apparently mean? can turn. That's what bothers me is that the, the horse, horse can, turn. can turn and and you're just you're just skipping one space. It's not like you're going multiple spaces. You're just you're skipping mm-hmm. one space, but you can go straight or you can turn. The eagle can only right. go straight. Why can't you turn and land on the other one? If 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 there's right. a space there, why not? Well, I and I and I always said it's cuz eagles must be dumb, Andrew. So <laughs> okay. I typed I googled you know, smarter bird oh. than eagle, and I found crows, Andrew. So now with crows, you can you can turn. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, and speaking of birds, Andrew, how about vultures? And I think bolt, so vultures are like when you knock an opponent's piece off the board, like with a bear, you can then play your vulture for free. And that's like they're eating the carcass or whatever, and they can't be moved. Like you're not going to interrupt them picking the dead carcass or whatever so you can't then come back and move them again you know what i mean which is something you can do like you can bear somebody in one direction and then bear that person off or whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but when it's vultures involved they're there for good yeah no i like that i like that Mm -hmm. and cheetahs andrew cheetahs i say they're so fast that they run in a straight line until it hits another piece or a mountain or the end of the board and then it just stays there so you might start from one spot and then go and just like trace an imaginary line all the way across the board until it either hits a piece hits a mountain or hits the end of the board and then that's where it stays so it's a new way to set up like a whole new spot on the other side of the board that you can start spreading from know what i mean oh that that's really cool man you got some good Mm -hmm, ones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah okay okay these are all great ones how about this how about uh with all these animals we add in humans okay human is the new animal all right Mm-hmm. And with humans, what they can do is that they can build a housing development over the board, and so that means that you can just wipe the mm-hmm. whole board off the table and be done playing the game. How about yeah. that? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, Andrew. I also had the idea of having one of the animals be modern humans, um, <laughs> and I said, I said, I, I said they're 
when you play a modern human uh, token, it, their insistence on burning fossil fuels leads to the irreversible climate change, which will alter sub-Saharan African plains, Andrew. <laughs> so maybe a certain number of turns after someone takes the modern human token and plays it, one random board of the seven modular boards disappears, and it takes all the meeples with it. Oh, That's okay. what I would say. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, how about that? That's good. Um, Mine is so, just you just you just end the game immediately because it ruins everyone's yeah. fun, you know. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, um, mine. Um, Yours is a you slow know, death. Is kind of a, is slow, a slow burn, if yeah. you will. Yeah, mm-hmm, slow burn mm-hmm. of fossil fuels, which I love. Yes. That's yeah. Good. Very funny jokes. Luckily, they're just jokes that we made, Andrew, and not the world that we're living in. That's what I would say. That's very true. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of, um, I would uh, trying to go back in time to reverse what we've done, Andrew. Uh, yeah, why don't we go ahead and tune in with the Neanderthals? Neanderthals. Okay, it is time to uh, think about uh, if we're teleported to prehistoric times, right? And uh, the cavemen, they're insisting that that we show them our games. So are you going to show them Mm -hmm. this one? Why or why not? Are we going to show them Great Plains? What do you think? Yeah, they're they're going, hoo, 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 hoo. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Pointing at our uh, backpacks or something like that, maybe. That's right, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Pete? Where are you going to? They're show going. Them? They're saying Monopoly, Monopoly, and we're going. Are you saying Monopoly? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who taught you Monopoly? You know I mean? uh, and also, don't play Monopoly. You know what I mean? It's actually a very bad game. You know what I mean? Like we're anyway. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> hey, it's not that uh, I don't. Well, how about you? You go first here, Andrew. You tell me what you're thinking with these with oh, these cave people. All right, I kind of wanted you to go first here, honestly, because my answer is this has never happened on this show. But my answer is I can't decide. I don't know. Should I show this one or not? Um, wow. So I'm officially neutral. Okay. And here's here's why. I'm gonna I, sway you, Andrew. Okay, well, go ahead. I, here's why. And then I'll sway you, and you see if you come to my side. Okay. Well, here's why I can't decide. Okay, it depends on my motives. Uh, as a time traveler, oh. okay? Do I have some nefarious motives or not as a time traveler? Do I want, here's a big question, do I want the Neanderthals to stay in their caves or do I want them mm. to come out and explore the world? And here's why. I think that this game would mm. teach them, this game kind of teaches you not to venture out of your cave because you start the game by venturing out of your cave. And then once you do, the world gets very dangerous, as is very graphically depicted in this game. Of people just getting mauled by bears and run over by horses. It's just, it's it's a nasty world out there. And then it also teaches them, hey, you know, you don't get enough people out there quick enough, and uh, the other tribe's going to take all the points for all those planes. And so it's just, right. it's going to scare them into staying. So if I want them to stay in their caves, yeah, I'm going to show it to them. Yeah. But if I don't, wow. if I want them to come out and explore the world then I probably won't show it to them because I think it'll scare them into their caves. Yeah, that's an interesting... Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, hey, there's a lot of snakes out there. And they're like, oh, well, then we'll stay here. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, know how, you know how a fox bit you the other day? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, there's gonna be a, there's, there, it's going to be covered in them. It's, Do foxes it's bite gonna be, It's going to be covered in them. And they're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Just, okay. Um, um, well, Andrew, okay, here's my argument. All right, um, sway me. I think I think we do show them because you got to admit, Andrew, I don't think there's a better game for them out there. I mean... Really? It, 
it could be set in prehistoric times, Andrew. I mean, it's abstract, but I think they'll get it. You know, I could grunt the rules at them, Andrew. So it's not too complicated for them, I don't think. You just point to the caves that are on the board, and then you point to their cave. You know what I mean? And they go, oh, okay. And then you point to the mountains on the board, and then you point to some mountains you know what right, i mean and you right. and they go oh okay you know what i mean and even the animal power tokens look like cave art like you said before you know so you point to that and then you point to their cave art and they go oh oh this is art you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's uh you know i mean uh and the modular nature of it might make them go like wait this looks like our place but it also looks slightly different are there other places out there you know what i mean like not mm-hmm. just ours are you telling me there's different stuff outside of our little you know cloister here you know what i mean they're they're learning the word different you know what i mean like other and it's like for the first time you know <laughs> right um so i mean it's almost like I, I they might even think that one of they might even point to one of their folks and be like did you make this you know what i mean uh, and i'm like no 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 i bought it i brought it from the future actually i paid i paid money for that we have money in the future you know what i mean and they're like, <laughs> you know and that, that's uh, now, that's how they learned how I, to play monopoly right that's that was that's what i'm trying to do the whole time is just is kind of backdoor in monopoly <laughs> right. on them yeah um i go this is supposed to be atlantic city new jersey <laughs> and they go what and i go new jersey okay uh, I, I say, it's going to be where the Sopranos is set. And they go, Sopranos? I go, yeah, Tony Soprano. You know what I mean? Uh, get them, uh, and then that's that's my ultimate goal is to backdoor in the Sopranos in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, or even more backdoor so. Backdoor in uh, uh, Jersey, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the situation. They're like, the situation? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Polly D. Well, those hey, those two shows are, I think, are mostly in North Jersey. Uh, there is Boardwalk Empire. That's another. That one takes place in Atlantic City. I never watched it though. I should, uh, that's oh uh, yeah, that's more South Jersey. But yeah, yeah, pa- yeah, yeah. Pauly D. Yeah, that's a good idea. That'll. <laughs> well, can you imagine what the future would be like if you went back and messed with the time? Everybody's uh, wearing. Everybody's <laughs> got crazy hair that's spiked up and everything like that. That'd be so funny to see uh, cavemen walking around with like those crazy haircuts. It'd be so funny. Yeah. Um. Now, if that doesn't sway you, Andrew, I, I will admit um, they might just smash it when they see the foxes <laughs> and the snakes come out on the board. So, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that is a risk that I'm willing to take to try to get Polly D haircuts or whatever on the on Caveman. I think that'd be so funny. It would be funny. Uh, yes. Maybe we should get those. Haircuts. All right. What well, do you think? it's decided then. Yeah, <laughs> we should show them the game. OK, glad we're decided. Well, Andrew, that uh, now we can move on to um, you know one of our last segments of the show. Then, now that that one is put to bed, and this <laughs> one's called "Chew Could Play This Game," but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Oh, it's time for everyone's favorite second-to-last, third-to-last segment. Uh, two could play this game, but should they? How sure are you that two people should play this game? We're going to give this game a rating, okay? This is where the real meat of the podcast comes in. From zero to 100%. Yeah. How sure are this you? Is, that- this, is, this is where the real meat of the game podcast comes uh, in uh, in the third-to-last segment of it. It's kind of like the... It's probably, Kind of the best place for it, like an hour yeah. in, you know. Yeah, you just you gotta about listen. An, about, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. After everyone has has already fallen asleep, you know, it's when the real, <laughs> real serious part of the episode comes out. Um, Andrew, zero to a hundred percent sure that two people should play this game. What percentage do you give it? Okay, uh, I, I guess I'll go first then. Uh, I am going to give this one a 78% sure. I'm 78% sure that two people hmm. should play the game. Um, I like this game. I remember, you know, we played it several times that game night, and it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. I liked the counting up the points like Carcassonne. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, for me, it needs maybe some dice or some cards. You know I love some chance in my board games. Uh, it's not. It's never going to be super high without any chance in there, but it's a solid game. Um, ultimately, though, I just found myself with other games that we play. Uh, I will be jonesing to play them again, you know? Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, thinking about other ones recently, like Watergate. Man, I can't wait to play that one again. Like, uh, there, are yeah. just, there are some that uh, I just think about, like, all week, you know, or for two or three weeks until we play it again. And this one, ultimately, like I said, I kept forgetting the name of the game, but ultimately it was just kind of forgettable for me uh, for some reason. I don't know why. I had fun while I was playing it, but afterwards, it's one of those games where I'd just be like, if someone brought it up to me again, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think I played that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this Hmm. one's fun. So for me, for some reason, it was just a little unforgettable, uh, or a little forgettable, I should say. What do you think? (laughs) Uh, okay, so Andrew, you're on the record as saying that you just spend your weeks thinking about Richard Nixon. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure I got that. Just yep. want to make sure I was clear about yep. that. You're just sitting at home thinking about your good guy, uh, Richard Nixon, yep. all the time. Andrew, uh, I am 93. Wow. 93% sure that two people should play this game, Andrew. <laughs> wow. How dare you? You forget yourself, sir. Didn't you? Don't you remember... As we were playing this, we just kept saying, this is a good game, over and over again. We'd make a move, and then we'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this is a good game. Um, and uh, we were... It is a good game. I, didn't, we were I saying, didn't say it was a bad game. It's a good game. Well, okay. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Like we said, it's got all sorts of elements from some of our favorites, Andrew. It's got some stuff. It's got the area control of Go. It's got the fighting over chunks of land like Carcassonne. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It has the extremely important initial placements of like the beginning of Catan. It's got the banishing of Karen even. Yeah. It's got Andrew, it's got the bearing off of backgammon via the actual bear tokens. You can bear them off the board. Come on. <laughs> oh, I see bear. Andrew. You're a, you're a huge ba- you're a huge I was like, guy. wait a second, when do you bear um, people off? Of course you bear them off. Yes, a good good one. We made that joke while we played, Andrew. Come on, you forget all the jokes that we had, Andrew. Well, this game did this game did lend itself to a lot of great you know, when it was Eagle, it was like gags, okay, drop down gags, and get rife. your eagle. Yeah. It's uh, rife for running gags. Drop down and get your eagle on every time you you use the eagle. Uh, drop I down have... and get your horse on. It, of course, <laughs> it comes after that because whenever you use the horse as a re, you know right. I have a bear have a attack. Right to bear, like bear you said, arms. Yeah, bear attack. I have the right to bear. I have a right arms. to bear arms. Yeah, right. All these you things. Know? We used to um, say. Eagles flying to Mordor. You know. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we would say we would say we're gonna ho- I'm gonna horse you real quick. Oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and horse you real quick here. Um, <laughs> we would we would refer to juicy. Planes, juicy yes. stretches of planes. If if they were worth a lot of uh, points and everything like that, those were, those were juicy um, ones. Yeah, yeah. You're juicy. Right. We would say the plane. The planes are wearing sweatpants with juicy on the back. Come on, it was rife for gags, Andrew. It, this on. game does have tons I, of jokes, and 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 well, you'll find out. Not no spoilers here, but you'll find out a little bit later what I thought about those jokes. But uh, the game itself, 
put the jokes aside, <laughs> I just was like not blown away by you. You loved uh-huh. it. I, yeah, I mean, it was it was good. Well, it was good. It was good. I just it was the it was... inspiration for the jokes. I say, I think, and 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 the game, I think, is really good. Andrew, this is what they call a perfect information game, and I know that's not mm, your your no. your bag. Which is you, uh, there is nothing hidden. There is no luck. It's all skill. It's all you can look at the board. And you can see it all right there, um, just like in chess and stuff like that. Um, and uh, and then it's just up to you to make the right moves. I love it. I think that's great. Um, and, uh, and I think it's very tactile. You keep putting down pieces and you go, haha, watch this click. And, yeah. uh, you know, then your, your opponent's like, well, watch this click. You know what I mean? Um, it's the kind of game where, um, you know, your opponent does something and you go like, Ooh, you sneaky rat, but watch, but how about, how do you like this? What, you know, tell me how this tastes, you know what I mean? And, um, and it's rat. light enough that you never get so invested that you get mad or hurt. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. it's, uh, I feel, I feel like in, in Watergate, uh, which is a great game, uh, you're like, you know, if the other side wins, you really go like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> man, I, I, uh, man, I don't, I can't be president anymore or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like, or like, <laughs> oh man, that guy, man, he really got away. The, the American public really doesn't care about this, huh? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But with this, it's just like click, clack, click, 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 clack, click, clack, click, clack. And then you're like, well, that game's over. All right. And it's quick. You know what I mean? So you, you'll you just be like, uh, uh, hmm, I lost that one, huh? Well, whatever. Let's just, you know, let's flip all these over and shuffle them up again and then and then de- and then set the board back up and go again. So um, and unlike you, it sounds like I do think about when we're going to play this again. Really? Uh, so tough luck, Andrew. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Whether you like it or not, Andrew. Okay. okay. But um, speaking of whether you like it and whether you don't, why don't we go ahead and see where this board game falls on the leaderboard? Leaderboard. All right. It's time to look at our big old leaderboard. Now, um, we've got a big leaderboard that you can actually check out. Again Drop on. down and get your leaderboard, Andrew. <laughs> You can actually check out this leaderboard uh, on our Tumblr, twocanplaythatgamepodcast.tumblr.com, and you can see all the games that we reviewed so far in order uh, on our on our leaderboard. Now, you uh, gave this game a 93%, so it, this one's going to mm-hmm. be in our top five. Is it going to be in our top ten? No, because I, I tanked it slightly. Uh, I gave it 78. What? So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna average those two out, and it's going to give us a final uh, score of 85 0.5% sure that two people okay. should play this game of Great Plains. You know, I that's still very respectable, Andrew, because that means that it is sandwiched right between Stratego and Raptor. And, mm. you know, that's not bad company at all, Andrew. Stratego, which, of course, I love. And Raptor, which was very good. And, yeah. uh, and, and I really enjoyed that one, too. So, hey, you know what? They, they can't. They can't all be number one. You know what I mean? Um, As it sits right now, so, it's at uh, number 12. So that's pretty good. Number 12 out of, uh, man, what are we on now? It's pretty 40, good. 43. So, yeah. that's uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, that's very respectable. I and would it deserves say, to be Andrew. there. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good game. Like yeah. I said, it's good. Yeah. 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 Um, very good. Very good. Andrew, speaking of um, good. <laughs> um. <laughs> Are we good? <laughs> See, I didn't even say cool as a segue into that one. But, of course, that does mean that I couldn't say the title, right? 
Right. It's Are We Cool? Are we cool? Man, these segues get better and better every week, I gotta say. So, are we cool? After playing this game, are we still cool? Uh, how many points did our friendship go up or down? Now, Pete, this is okay. what I was alluding to earlier. The game itself is good. Not great, in my opinion. But the jokes. Hmm. The jokes that we had during this. It, this game Oof. had some of the best jokes. I mean... Uh, hey, it's, if you play like Pete it. and I, you come up with little nicknames. Should've, you come up with we, little I mean, sayings. This, it's just this game, so you know, should be on our Patreon. It's so good. The, the <laughs> jokes are so good. You know what I mean, that's right, that's right. Um, so I gave I I in my eyes, our friendship went up by uh, plus five. Uh, we we wow five. Okay, I said up. I said up three, but five sounds great to me. Yeah. 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 Well, that gives us a net total of plus uh, eight on our friendship o meter. So wow. that's gonna that's gonna really help us out for that time that we played Crossfire against each other. So um, that luckily, yeah, that should ha- that should that should make up for a lot of that. You know what I mean? Luckily, well, plus we're still uh, a lot of people th- a lot of people think that the base eight you know counting system is much more uh, <laughs> intuitive than the base ten. So yeah, tr- uh, true. If only we had eight fingers. So it's kind of kind of like getting a ten. You right, right. Oh, almost, almost, <laughs> almost get like ten. Yeah, uh, it's kind of better. Maybe kind of better than getting a ten, honestly. Right. Um, if you want to uh, see all of our posts and stuff that are all tens in my eyes, uh, don't forget to check us out oh, on yeah, the social medias. Okay, check us out on Twitter at to play that pod. Check us out on Instagram at to can play that yeah. game podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe even try Facebook. Who knows if it still is up there. Or uh, Meta or whatever. We're on Meta, so check I us out. I hope not. Yeah, yep. we're on Meta or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully the guy, and you know the guy I'm talking about, has something happen to him. And you know what I'm talking about there, too. You know what I mean? And then the whole thing just... Uh, anyway um or you know or maybe it's just gonna take over the world and we're all gonna work for meta or whatever great well it'll be like you know Um, it'll be like android netrunner you know it'd be like that yeah i I, dude you know i'm gonna be a a slicer or whatever what were they called well they're called run well they're called netrunners right they're runners yeah runners. runners yeah you know i'd be a runner i'm gonna run i'm gonna run i'm gonna run zuck straight to straight to heck you know what i mean <laughs> hey, uh, but before the world turns into uh, an apocalyptic uh, techno uh, hellscape why don't I'm gonna, you i'm gonna hit zuck i'm gonna hit zuck with so much ice uh it's gonna be like uh uh it's gonna be like uh the, the home alone and it's gonna be like the yeah. steps on home alone anyway there's, there's home alone okay again. andrew <laughs> Uh, (laughs) if you want to hear more Home Alone references, why don't you go ahead and tune in next time, people, to our next show. What do you think? That's right. In this, you get another friend. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yes, you can't tune in if you get another friend. Uh, in that case, you're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called, uh, Three Collar. Okay, that's... Yeah, uh, that's right. Three Collar. That's right. It's the podcast about three-player board games and it's also about flea and tick preventatives for your pets. That's right. Yeah. It's sponsored by some big pet medicine company. So, uh, you know, if they're listening, hey, we're we're open to sponsorship. You That's know? right. Hey, yeah. get some mm-hmm. three three collars, flea collars over here. Well, I'll wear one. I'll wear one while we're recording if that's what it takes. 
Yes, exactly. Some uh, might get a get a three get a three collar on my uh, on my dog and or cat. Know what I mean? Yes. So don't forget actually, to have your pets actually. Full flea collars are kind of out of out of vogue now, Andrew. That's it's all uh, really? topical topical uh, gel. It's all topical stuff. That um, yeah. So you're and telling then, me you uh, could put it mixes g- with the oils on their skin. So you're telling me some kind of gel you could put in your dog's hair to make it look like the situation from Jersey Shore? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and keep kinda, fleas away. You you, I'm sold. <laughs> what you? Yeah, what you do is you gel their hair, and uh, <laughs> and then you, and then they go down, and then they go to the club right, right. every single night. Uh, yep. <laughs>